Welcome to Worldview Short Stories, hosted by Isaac Ciccarelli and Jaden Stewart. Today, we have Jane Stewart reading his short story, Trip the Turtle Takes a Trip to the Apple Festival. Trip could hardly wait to go to the Apple Festival. Turtles weren't allowed to go to the Apple Festivals until they were of age, and it felt as though Trip's whole life had been leading up to this event. His alarm had been set for 7 o'clock sharp so that he could have time to review his Apple cultivars. His Apple phone rang out his favorite classic tune. Apple me, apple you, apples are our favorite food. Spin around and jump real high, grab your apple in the sky. He hopped out of bed with a start and struggled to slip on his green apple-covered socks. Turtles had a particularly hard time putting on socks, as the fabric would always get caught on their turtle claws. With one frustrated yank on the sock, one of Tripp's claws bent upwards and slightly ripped the greenish-gray skin underneath. Ouch! Tripp didn't have time to focus on such a small injury, and so he quickly banded it up and jumped in front of the mirror with a determinedly straight posture. Granny Smith! Fuji! Pink Lady, Honeycrisp, Envy, Gala, Pizzazz, Jazz, Red Delicious, Braeburn, Cameo, Holstein, Gold Delicious, Lady Alice, Hidden Rose, Ambrosia, Jonah Gold, Empire, Kintosh, Gravenstein, Liberty, Pacific Rose, Opal, Mutsu, Winesap. In actuality, these were only 25 of over 7,000 types of apples. But the other thousand of apples were most rare in Jobsville. He would most likely see a majority of the 25 presented for purchase at the festival. However, there was only a random assemblage of the rarer types scattered throughout for people to find. The first apple that one picks to purchase and eat while at their first visit to the festival was very important, as it would determine certain jobs they would be assigned to the following year, as well as what they would wear. While Tripp leaned towards the preference of apples of the green variety, he refused to set his mind on a particular apple before he attended the festival. He would know that special apple of destiny when he saw it. Soon, there came a knock on the door. Tripp slid down the staircase railing, equipped with his autumn wear and apple bag, gifted by his Aunt Margaret on his latest birthday. Tripp's best human friends, Marcy and Chase, had come to pick him up. Tripp lived alone and didn't have a car, but his faithful friends were always ready and willing to give him a ride. Hey, Trip, are you ready to go to the Apple Festival? Oh boy, I've never been readier in my whole life. Trip ran to Marcy's Apple Wagon and stomped his feet in anticipation for Marcy to unlock the car. Hold on, Trip, I'm coming. What's your big hurry, anyways? I just want to make sure I get there in time. In time for what? asked Chase as they loaded up in the car. In time to get my apple. I know there's one apple there just waiting for me to pick it and I want to get up to it before anyone else does. The two humans glanced at each other and chuckled. Tripp brought exceptional optimism and enthusiasm for his first attendance at the festival. Tripp looked down at his special apple ticket, the one-time use exchange payment for your first apple that would define your future forever. Marcy was a somewhat common Honeycrisp girl, and thus she worked as an accountant. Chase was a slightly more rare beacon man and had the privilege of working as a semi-successful writer. Tripp bowed his head and began to whisper, Oh, great Lord of Apples, please guide me to find that special apple that was grown and picked just for me. I know it's out there, and all I want to know is I want to know it for sure when I see it. I just need your help. Here we are, said Marcy. What? We're here already? Tripp's heart began racing aggressively. 
What if he chose the wrong apple? What if he upset the great lord of apples' perfect plan for him, and he was condemned to a life that wasn't fit for him? His bubbling excitement turned into overwhelming fear. Guys, before we go inside, can I ask you a question? Of course, you know you can ask us anything, said Marcy. Yeah, buddy, what's on your mind, asked Chase. Well, I guess, what I want to know is, how did you know that you had found that right one? When you found your first apples, I mean. Marcy sighed and smiled at him. Look, Trip, I know it feels like there's a lot of pressure on you, but the fact is, whatever apple you pick is the right one. The apple lord willed it to be so. Really? Of course, Trip, assured Chase. Do you really think he would let you pick an apple that wasn't exactly what he wanted you to have? Wow, you guys are right. I feel so much better now. Let's go find that apple. That's the spirit, said Marcy and Chase in perfect unison. As they approached the festival, Trip was struck by the astonishing beauty of the festival setup. The endless rows of apple stands and their vivid yellows, greens, and reds were perfectly framed by the brown trunks and gorgeous orange autumn leaves. Accompanying, <laughs> accompanying every few stands of apples there were shopkeepers, all human of course, that managed all the apple purchases. The apples were arranged generally by color and then by common apple breeds, with various rare apples spread mysteriously at random through them all. Tripp's excitement brought him from an entranced walk to a hurried jog. The colorful array of apples was overwhelming. As his eyes rushed through the rows of tree fruit, they would occasionally be caught on an apple that was faintly off-color from the surrounding crowd. He had trained his eyes to find some more rare apples that were ever so strategically placed to blend in. While several apples caught his attention, nothing had really grabbed him in the way he was so desperately waiting for. As he hurried through the seemingly infinite rows, something suddenly stopped him in his tracks. It was not the sight of an apple, but a voice that drew his feet to a halt and brought him to his knees. It was a deep, booming voice that came breaking through the atmosphere from the cosmos. Trip, my lovely little turtle. I don't always do this, you know. <laughs> but for someone so special like you, it is absolutely crucial that I get you to the right apple. I personally handpicked this one just for you. If you turn your left and take seven steps forward, you will see a large, plump apple that is a swirly mix of yellow, green, and red. This is your apple, child. Receive it, and know that you are my favorite little turtle. Oh, Lord of Apples, I will, I will. I won't let you down, Apple Daddy. <laughs> Trip picked himself up with a heaving chest and slowly rotated 90 degrees to his left. He slowly began to walk as he counted out the steps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Trip dramatically lifted his beak, and just as the Lord of Apples said, there was laid on a top of an apple pile the most beautiful apple he had seen in his life. He had no idea that such an apple could exist in this universe. Whatever this apple meant for his future, he knew it was something truly, truly special. Trip stepped up in a humble but earnest adoration and began to reach out his stocky green arm to take hold of the divine fruit. As his claws were only inches from the apple, a large dark hand suddenly snatched it from his view, and before Trip could even process what occurred, a cloaked man was already making a distant escape. Trip felt enraged tears immediately welling up in his eyes. The, the, the thief! Thief! He desperately swung around looking for concerned glances, but the shopkeeper's eyes remained low, and they, and they continued to attend to their business. In a distraught panic, Trip began to pick up his stubby turtle legs to chase the apple burglar. Surely the apple lord would not let his special apple remain in the hands of this wicked man. 
After Trip breathlessly chased the man for several minutes, he had then noticed that he was now completely alone, with no shopkeepers in sight. He could no longer hear the festival music or the bustling of apple shoppers. The trees around him were dead, and many of the apples appeared rotten. The sky was gray and fogged. There was nothing to be heard but the light, harrowing wind conducting the cold air. His eyes shot forward again, and the mysterious man had now stopped, as if waiting for the turtle to continue. Rather than run, the man turned to a nearby tree and pressed firmly against the expired wood. A small door of bark seemed to open in the tree, and the man slipped inside. Tripp jogged up to the little tree door and hesitated. He could not see anything past the entrance except darkness. Tripp held his breath, took a confident step forward, and immediately began to plunge down a passage of cold concrete stairs. A small point on the back of his shell broke, and he let out a pitiful yelp before finally striking the ground. He raised his head to see a large council of figures standing in a circle around him wearing hooded robes and holding candles. They slowly began to remove their hoods, and Tripp instantly spotted several faces he knew dearly. Marcy! Chase! Aunt Margaret! What are you doing here? They remained silent. Suddenly, the cloaked man stepped out of the darkness into the dimly lit circle. A booming voice rang out that Tripp had heard only moments before. Tripp. Apple Lord, is that you? It is I, my child. We have all gathered here to witness the ceremony. You followed my word, and it is now your time to consume the apple of Ashitan. Okay. Bind him. Several of the robed men rushed Trip and quickly began to tie his hands and feet with a thick, stinging rope. He hardly struggled in his shock and confusion. The apple lord slowly began to approach him. Tell me, young one, have you ever looked around and noticed any difference between you and the others we have gathered today? Well, what? I, I mean, not I, I, that. Well, n now that I think of it, I'm the only turtle here. But have you ever met another turtle, Trip? Trip's jaw hung slightly in silence. Answer me. Have you ever met another turtle? N not that I remember. How do you know what a turtle is, Trip? Where am I? Who, who, who are you? Who? Trip began to choke, and he hung his sobbing head. I see you are beginning to understand. Your life is a lie, Trip. You must now eat the apple if you wish to know the truth. The figures surrounding him no longer felt familiar or helpful, but distant and threatening. They began to chant, Apple, me, apple, you, apple, me, apple, you, apple, me, apple, you. The man held out the fruit, which was now swirling with blacks and dark purples. Eat of it, my son. You must take a bite. In great fear of the consequences of disobedience, the trembling turtle extended his beak and took a small bite of the apple. He immediately felt his body begin to shake even harder, and there was a sharp pain in his stomach. The man stepped back with arms raised and shouted in a terrifying triumphance, Bring out the glass! The two servants quickly carried a menacingly tall black frame mirror that they placed in front of Trip. His eyes were somehow locked into place on the glass and he was now unable to steer his gaze. He began to see his form distort and stretch, and the sickness in his stomach grew far more painful as the fabric of his reality began to fall apart. His shell began to crack, and it soon ripped off of his body. He witnessed his green skin slowly ooze and drip off of his frame onto the floor. Searing pain spread over every region of his figure. This was a metamorphosis. His beak ruptured and fell from his head, and soon his face featured nothing but eyes to stare into their own reflection.
As his turtle skin dissolved, he began to make out human-like skin underneath. But his eyes began to swell in his head, and soon they were lost in an agonizing burst. With no sight or hearing or ability to scream, the featureless naked body writhed and reeled on the hard floor before several daggers were plunged into it repeatedly. The convulsion turned to a twitch, and the twitch to a cold, lifeless still. The End Hey guys, thanks for tuning in here at Worldview Short Stories. Tune in again to hear another great story from students here at the Abbey. Uh, Please consider subscribing for more content. And if you're listening here on Spotify, hit that follow button. Thank you.